Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. I'm not sure who said it first but we likely have all heard that fools rush in where angels fear to tread. The idea is that we should always proceed cautiously and carefully. There is certainly a lot to be said for taking our time, watching our step and not getting the cart before the horse. You can probably come up with an admonition or two of your own advising us to tread lightly and such. All of this is undoubtedly sound advice but there is definitely another side to it. You likely know Theodore Roosevelt said, speak softly and carry a big stick. He also said, the unforgivable crime is soft hitting. Do not hit at all if it can be avoided but never hit softly. Ralph Waldo Emerson counseled, there is no strong performance without a little fanaticism in the performer. And Oscar Wilde added, moderation is a fatal thing. Nothing succeeds like excess. Put a grain of boldness into everything you do. You will do well to follow this advice from Balthasar Gratian who also said, He who finds fortune on his side should go briskly ahead, for she is one to favor the bold. Maybe the key is to exercise caution and judgment before deciding to act but once you have decided to proceed, give it your best and most persistent effort. First come to ten and then do what you think you actually need to do, briskly and boldly. That's easy for you to say my friend James but saying is a long way from doing. If you could assure me that proceeding briskly and boldly will always work out I could accept your advice and just dive in. Unfortunately it doesn't work that way as you well know. I think a measure of caution is most always a good thing whatever we are doing. There is a Swedish proverb that advises, fear less, hope more. Eat less, chew more. Wine less, breathe more. Talk less, say more. Heat less, love more. And all good things are yours. This is all very good advice. But for today let's focus on breathing. Svatmarama, the yogi, instructed, when the breath wanders the mind also is unsteady. But when the breath is calm the mind too will be still, and the yogi achieves long life. Therefore, one should learn to control the breath. As the famous Anand pointed out, a healthy mind has an easy breath. If you are doubting, the words of Andrea Boydston tell you all you need to know. If you woke up breathing, congratulations. You have another chance. Accept the wise counsel of the Chen Han, smile, breathe and go slowly. For breath is life, and if you breathe well you will live long on earth. You may be wondering what that has to do with your admonition to proceed briskly and boldly. It's just a yellow flag of sorts. It's fine to proceed intentionally and assertively once you decide to act but it can't hurt to take time to breathe. Time to slow down a little and evaluate your progress along with reconsidering each important next step. I try not to forget that I am seldom smart enough or clever enough to predict every eventuality. To proceed as if I were is pretty foolish I think. I would modify your advice just a little. Definitely proceed briskly and boldly but watch your step, especially the next step. It's the one that may surprise you. I think you both are making valid points. It's important to do most things with a good measure of confidence and boldness. If we don't think we will succeed with something we have decided to do we may be doing the wrong thing. Even so it is just good sense to proceed carefully and thoughtfully. Sometimes our best choice is to change our mind and go in a different direction. 
Even my Apple Watch knows I need to take a minute now and then to slow down and breathe. If I may be so bold, let me change the subject and focus our attention on something a little lighter. Robert Southey said, it is with words as with sunbeams. The more they're condensed, the deeper they burn. And Baltisagration said, good things, when short, are twice as good. Shakespeare also touted brevity, therefore, since brevity is the soul of wit, and tediousness the limbs and outward flourishes, I will be brief. Even Thomas Jefferson joined the Keep It Short chorus, the most valuable of all talents is that of never using two words when one will do. No less in authority than William Strunk Jr. sang along, a sentence should contain no unnecessary words, a paragraph no unnecessary sentences, for the same reason that a drawing should have no unnecessary lines and a machine no unnecessary parts. As surprising as it may be, Mozart himself warbled along, although he was definitely a dib of key, my great-grandfather used to say to his wife, my great-grandmother, who in turn told her daughter, my grandmother, who repeated it to her daughter, my mother, who used to remind her daughter, my own sister, that to talk well and eloquently was a very great art, but that an equally great one was to know the right moment to stop. Fortunately, Hawkey from MASH was at hand to save the day, if you bring that sentence in for a fitting, I can have it shortened by Wednesday. If you think I am suggesting that we have probably gone on enough you are right. As interesting as what we have to say is to us, our listeners don't have unlimited time to share with us. I think that is enough for this episode. I look forward to the next time we can get together. Thank you for taking time to join us today. We hope you always matter to people who matter to you. Be well, do well, and please visit us again on How to Matter. 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 How to Matter.